0: OTB Rugby. One of the best wingers in the world, one of the best Irish wingers of all time. He's done it. Of course he can do it again. It's just very, very important to be able to exit well against big teams
1: and get down. It's territory game.
0: Subscribe to the Rugby Stream on the OTB Sports app now.
1: You know, that wasn't an All-Ireland winning performance. Probably should have won the game based on the second half performance. Is it a step too far to say it was the performance so far of the World Cup? Maybe not.
0: OTB Performance Rankings. I'm, I'm, I'm scratching my head performances with just like that intensity. Johnny Ward, we're going to start in the red this morning, and I think we're going to start with um, a couple of the performances that didn't go so there they well. Are. Wow, yeah. look at those Mayo fans and Tyrone fans, look away now.
2: Yeah, we heard Roy Keane there. Obviously, he was—he still—I he's, he's, don't know what it is. Vincent Hogan was on here recently saying that he never got the fascination of Roy Keane, but. When he was uh, shown in the crowd at the Cork game, yeah. still like there's still a draw. I don't yeah. know what it is. When he, when he smiles, it makes you smile. <laughs> I don't know, it's something there's something he just has it. Anyway. Two teams that didn't have it. Um now I didn't do the performance rankings and I'm gonna sort of go on the other side a little bit on this, particularly in, in the sense of Tyrone. I think Tyrone came up against a phenomenal performance from Kerry, particularly defensively. And I think if you're gonna bemoan teams who um you know when When Tyrone beat Kerry a couple of years ago, it was a completely different game, and Kerry would have learned from that. But if Tyrone had played um, a very defensive style of football in this game, um, I think they would have stayed in it a bit longer. But they sort of trusted their uh, defenders against Kerry uh, to kind of manage them uh, better. And to be fair, David Clifford, I don't think he scored from play until about an hour in, at which point the game was over, and he'd done... um, he done plenty around the pre of the game. I don't know what you thought, Shane. I thought the defensive performance of Kerry, and I think Peter Canavan showed up quite well in the Sunday game last night. When Tyrone got into any sort of a situation, the, the relentless kind of hunger of the carry-backs to swarm around them. And mm. there, there just wasn't an obvious out-ball on a lot of the time. So, Tyrone ended up kind of going around the pitch. Um, at the end of the first half, Harches had a pot shot because they basically run out of time and they were trying to kill the clock because they knew it was coming up to half-time. But I, I, I know they fell away in the second half, but I think if you look at um, some of Kerry's kind of scoring as well, David Clifford obviously got five, but only... One from play, Sean O'Shea won five, Jeremy O'Connor was phenomenal and you're you're actually wondering do they have the legs now in midfield maybe that they wouldn't have had obviously with David Moore and would be more old school. Mm. I thought Kerry were phenomenal. I really did um, and I was just thinking Jesus, they're definitely going to win the All-Ireland until I saw Dublin yeah. but it's literally I'd be gobsmacked if it wasn't the two of them in the final. I, yeah. thought, I thought Kerry and it, it was almost this feeling like the championship's been a bit weird in the sense of when are you trying to peak here? When, you know, there's a lot of, and I'm kind of maybe a little bit worried about Limerick next week against Galway because our are, are Limerick just are Limerick just been taking the pace a bit. Because <laughs> on the basis of Kerry's forms yesterday, they were literally getting ready for two or three games. Mm. I thought Kerry were phenomenal. So um, on that kind of note, I am, um, you know, I, I give Tyrone an out. Mayo probably just looked very, very tired. And the concession of the goal was an absolute killer. It was the same for Cork. The concession of the goal, it's such a bad goal to give away. There's no coming back. In Gaelic football, I know they came back from six points down against Dublin in that memorable semi-final. But, like, when that goal went in and, uh, you know, the bench that Dublin have, I know men- m- mentally Car- Mayo's heads kind of went down, but I think that was understandable. But it was, I mean, it's very, very disappointing. They've Mayo have gone from a team that, like, never lost comprehensively at any stage in the championship to two really, really meek exits in the last couple of years. That would worry me a bit. And it also makes me worry, wonder about Galway because we obviously lost at home to Mayo and Mayo were out of their depth yesterday in the second half.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, um, like, Tyrone Kerry had all the makings of a classic in the first 20 minutes. Yeah. You know, Rory Canavan equalizes at a beautiful point, mm. like... Canavan brothers another. got great scores. Yeah, yeah. and uh, that's six points each, you know, yeah. 50 minutes before half time. And then you're thinking the exact same thing with Dublin Mayo. It was tit for tat for the yeah. first half. It was like, this is going to be a classic, thank God, because we need a classic. <laughs> and... Uh, like, there's a comment in here this morning, like, after all the excitement of the build-up to the quarter-finals, is Gaelic football still in a bad place? Is it poor to watch? And like you have to say, look, highly anticipated. All four games were kind of intriguing in their own right. Yeah. But there was only really one memorable classic from all four. We're not going to be looking back on the other three. No.
0: No, not particularly.
2: See, I I, be, I was thinking about this, though. The, what does it say about Gaelic football? Because in isolation, some of what not only... Kerry and Dublin produce but some of the other teams as well some of their point scoring and some of their defending like is off the charts quality like off the mm. charts what David Clifford obviously did for the goal um, Dublin's point taking in the second half is phenomenal mm. so if if Terry were playing Kerry this week if Dublin were playing Kerry this weekend it would have been a game of the ages yeah. like one of the greatest ever and I don't know what that says about the fact that Mayo and Tyrone were just so so unable to go with these powerhouses because I
1: think they were phenomenal I really do think yeah. Kerry and Particularly Kerry, but Dublin as well were phenomenal in the second half. Well, even like Desi Farrell afterwards yesterday was kind of you know he's very much humble anyway but he was sort of saying like the first half was competitive and the second half he, he said straight away like Mayo couldn't keep up with it's us and, yeah, yeah and he acknowledged the fact that it's three weekends in a row yeah. but it's Mayo's doing like if they exactly. did not the pitch late against Cork they wouldn't have had to have played Galway last yeah, weekend that was the game mm. and, and that and actually is the beauty of this new championship it, it punishes you
2: yeah, yeah. And look, that's look, why at it's exciting. look at Galway's situation that they ended in because they didn't win the group like and uh, I, I, I in fairness has been knocked but it has worked in the
1: favour of the teams that did best in the group totally but you know. for Say the neutral observer, or even if you had to hand in any of those 18s, is like if there was just a weekend off between these quarterfinals, would they have been closer matches? Yeah, especially the second half of the two bigger games. Mm.
0: And look, everyone expects Dublin and Kerry to, to play each other in the final. I think Dublin are six point favourites with the bookies against Monaghan in the semi final, and I know Kerry are three point favourites over Derry as things currently stand. So, like, you expect to see it look, Derry and Monaghan will hope to have, have a say in those semi finals and maybe cause a shock, but. Yeah, I think like look, I, I said on the Quick Picks last week, and I was getting a lot of messages from Kerry supporters that uh, you ruled them out. And Anthony Moyles, I'm sure, was getting a few messages as well from Kerry fans. But I just felt her own work were coming good. But I have to say, Kerry just...
1: Well, it was hard to really analyze Kerry or Dublin so far, because neither have had a challenge. Yeah, and well, they have to go all this way, this deep into the Championship to actually have their first challenge. And all they were challenged for was half an hour. Yeah, Well, yeah, 30, 35, maybe 40 minutes at best. Yeah. And then it, but the, like, Dublin's third quarter against Mayo oh, replicated the such a third 2019 as well, one as well. And, and like,
2: Baskell's performance, right? So if you, if you, you bring him in and then you look at what their bench is,
0: that must Bench's be- Bench's a joke. It's extremely demoralising Rob Small, McCaffrey. Mm. McCaffrey, like, it was just, <laughs> yesterday was like- His energy when he came on, like, they were wrecked. And about
1: yeah. 60th minute, mm. he just burst through the middle of the park. And they can't keep up with the guy. like. No. And also, if his shooting accuracy was the level that he is, mm. this
0: would have been an even larger victory. Yeah. Male's bench just wasn't on the same level as, as Dublin's and they did look leggy and tired in the second half. It's, it's a difficult one for off.
2: strength and conditioning coaches to say. Like we start our we start training and whenever, right? But we have to sort of vaguely peak with this ridiculous three week games in a couple of weeks schedule in the at the end of June. Yeah. How do we do this? Which we're not necessarily planning for either, but Dublin and Kerry were sort of able to go through the motions up until now, it would seem, because they were so fresh, like yeah. so fresh and the other lads weren't.
0: On the Mayo side, how would you rate Kevin McStay's first year? Uh Good, good first year uh, they would obviously be gutted to go out to the quarter final stage but I mean league champions it's hard to fall. Uh, like their league performances generally were brilliant uh, even the game they lost in the last round against Monaghan I mean Mayo had nothing to play for at that point um, Kind of Championship obviously disappointing to lose that day against Roscommon but I thought it was probably going to benefit them having that whatever it was six, seven weeks of a break to prepare for the All-Ireland preliminary group stage whatever you want to call it um, but they'll certainly be disappointed looking back at that court game six point lead to to kind of throw that away the way they did and then I think that that was the downfall as you said the the Galway game probably took so much from them mentally and physically I don't think you can say Mayo had a good year because like yeah. if, if Harry Joyce said Galway had a bad year like Mayo won the league but like ultimately who no, cares sorry so what I mean sorry Kevin McSt- from Kevin McStay sent Kevin, point Kevin McStay's first year in charge yeah. like, McStay said afterwards he, he's quite content with the first year and it's yeah. good for him and his coaching yeah. staff but then you
1: look at the bench towards the end of yesterday's game Aidan O'Shea and Paragahara just looking into the distance a million miles there yeah. and they're thinking there four, here, four we, here we go again like them. Dublin Back again, like we're going nowhere. In fact, we're getting knocked out earlier now. This is the than point. Before. You know, it was traditionally last decade is semi-final or, or final. They were always like quarter-final,
2: going going to the wire. Right, that, that was a strange thing about the Kerry game last year. How poor they were, and they were probably beaten like even more comprehensively yesterday and I think mentally that's hard to get over they were, they, the last time the last two times they played real proper games in Crow Park they've been battered Yeah, and I yeah. think when you I, I don't know I, I'm not sure they're going to recover and I think Lee Keegan was thinking last night thank God i retired because I didn't waste another year of this um, and he must have been touch and go when they were getting to the stage of I could have given another year and last night he's probably thinking
1: I made the right call here well I'd say he wanted to play at half time mm. when it was tight mm. he didn't want yeah. you know I would say he missed it then like and I, that, like, that's the march, and then for mm-hmm. the, and then the following 35 minutes, well, like, you're, refle- you're reflecting half, on a disaster. Yeah. And that's how quickly you turned around. But they're they are in a strange position because McStay they quite rightly can be satisfied, not happy, but satisfied with his first year. Mm. And then you have a group of players, like his core players, thinking, this is another year, mm. closer to the end, mm. will I even this, come back again? Yeah, why would you bother? So you like, have two very different feelings in the camp. If I were Aiden O'Shea, I'd be
2: 100% retiring. of that. giving not given another year of this, like.
0: Retired,
1: would that be your last game? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, the
0: way, even it ended. another year, but then you have, mean, chance, I, you have chance, you have chance more silverware, you know, league titles, yeah, provincial I, titles, I, I, maybe the chance of pushing on next year. And, and try they're in the all Ireland. I teams. put it out
1: there in the in the pre-show meeting. I you know, I, I watched on TV, and Aidan O'Shea gets taken off fairly early in the second half. And all I can hear is the way from the yeah. Dublin fans that yeah. was just also when McCaffrey went on, so it could have been a carry-on for that. But I think they were delighted, was O'Shea. Sarcastic went off. Sounding, yeah. So I thought, jeez keep him on because he is causing them some bother. But Kathleen McTamey, who was there, has Mayo Legions on her side, it's like going was saying, oh, he had to go off. Like, he couldn't move. He could not move. What do you think? Like, they, seem, they, they seem worried. Sure. Yeah, it was really early. like yeah. They they seem really worried about him, Dublin. i like, hmm. look, O'Shea is not to be on and end all of this Mayo team, far from it, but, like, they they do seem to have this uh, respect for O'Shea and what he can but do. Yeah, they, they and find, he did look wrecked, but at the same time, I was like, if he can
0: give you any bit more, yeah. keep him on. They found his position this year, didn't they, in the full forward line? like, And he doesn't even have to score. He just has to set up you know O'Donoghue and Conroy around him just lay the ball off win the ball and lay it off but like you saw that in the second half like he like started to come a little bit further out the pitch and Paddy Andrews was chatting to Ashley after the match and yeah. I think he was a little bit confused as to why Aiden Shea was doing that whether it was a McStay or a decision from the sidelines or whether it was Aiden on his own he was just drawing into the
2: ball that's the of the game
0: like, maybe he was just getting a bit tired and had to come mm. out the field to get the ball I don't know but but their
1: tactic in the first half seemed to be effective in that they were targeting the flanks mm. they were going wide and long and fast mm. which yeah. seemed to be effective Whereas in other years they've gone down the middle and the turnover of the ball is off the charts, like Dublin are just so much better at it than Mayo. Yeah, like McStay, look, he he targeted areas that they need to improve out in the second or next year, like kickouts, for example. Like in oh, their, well, he said like, yes. I mean? After the match, the double the pressure Dublin put on yeah, Mayo, he <laughs> said they're just like, not good enough to do yeah. that yet. Like and
0: Mayo's kickouts even against Galway, where there wasn't much yeah. pressure, but the win I suppose but, was. And, you know, and then
1: if you're O'Shea or O'Hara, whoever, any of the veterans actually in that side, O'Connor when he, came, or when he started and came on. It's like you're so sick of hearing this. Like is Like we have room to improve. Like we need to improve in this area, and that area. And it was like we've been here for
0: effing they're years. They're getting like. further away. Like you know they're I mean? actually getting yeah. further away than they were. Possibly, yeah. Um, but you look at the t- look at the, look at the score lines that those two. So we have Mayo and Tyrone in, in the red, but Mayo concede two seventeen. Uh, Tyrone against Kerry can two eighteen. Those are, you cannot do that in a, in a, in Krug Park and all in a quarter final. Paddy uh, like Paddy Talley. You mentioned Kerry's defence. Mm. Ironically, a Tyrone man that probably masterminded that that Kerry if They out Tyrone Tyrone in some ways. I've I but like this was this this is going to be fascinating. Now, with all due respect, whatever
2: happens in semi final, how the two big teams prepare for the other, and I'm I'm not preempting the result here, but if it happens, because for. for a coach to deal with how Kerry defended yesterday, and they're going to put hours into this, but God help them, like, seriously. It was it was phenomenally aggressive. And then when you have players, if Kerry were to leave four lads up front and practically put everyone else, they've so much quality going forward. Mm. The legs they have as well, like, you know, I thought their midfield was so good. Kerry midfield. Yeah. Yeah, Considering everyone was like, everyone everyone was was, going to dominate that. Wasn't the case at all. And um, when you think... You know, Clifford scored once from play. Now he did one of the most. Uh, we, we'll have to talk about the the, the moment of genius. I will sort of get of to that. Yeah. I think, I think um, Clifford. Clifford. I've, I've rarely heard him interviewed. but I thought he summed it up brilliantly. But he was on the periphery of the game, and they absolutely hammered them. Ah. So I'd, I, I'd, I, I'd, I'd really not fancy having to deal with how
0: to tactically match up with Kerry going forward in this championship. Yeah. Let's not fret. Uh, we're moving on from that from that uh, element of the Gaelic football, but we're going to come back to it, the performance rankings. There's plenty more. But also in the red, Johnny, the uh, the ladies' GA after the weekend protests uh, continuing.
2: Yeah, and uh, you know, I, I've uh, I've I've sort of listened to Shane Keegan on the the papers roundup yesterday. This is a, it's a very complex situation um, in terms of the the schedule that exists at all levels, and you've Cork games clashing at the weekend as well, um, and you know the GA saying they can't to anything about that. I know from my sister playing, um, you know, at club level uh, in Galway. Um, I know there was a feeling there that they're second-class citizens, really. And um, with 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 due respect, that's that's not actually that um, surprising. In the sense that historically the men have dominated sport in in Ireland, full stop. And I think the the progress that has been made in Ga is phenomenal. I mean, where you get the crowds at these finals now is incredible. The participation is incredible. Um, but I don't know. This is
1: it's going to be a long road. I don't know what you think, Colm. like they look. The you just saw on the screen there. We put it up the image of the unity, anyway. Yeah, united for equality. Yeah, the t-shirts. And uh, there's some good pieces written last week too. And you have other sports where, like, the male counterparts do um, do back the women to to get better coverage and also better conditions. This is what it's all about conditions and like the respect that they have or lack of in terms of how their preparation is treated for games. And it does seem like there's a massive disparity, like. look look at even the tone of our performance rankings this morning like we're talking excitedly about the men's game yeah, Uh, and that we built it up like to death like and here we are again reviewing it and we probably will talk about it uh, and we'll talk about it for the first half of this week until the hurling takes over and what we're talking about is all on the pitch stuff Mm. the problem with the women's game at the moment is this is the second weekend in a row that the protests are there which is great of course but they're also the second week in a row that they're red and what we're talking about in the women's game at the moment is not about the play not about the corner forwards not about how um, a player should play full forward because they're more effective there it's about the treatment of the players and so the only thing you can hope for is that this time next year we're talking about the women's game the performance rankings for the actual play itself and look at least it's getting coverage it's good that this is the second weekend in a row in many ways but it's in a red for a reason and it's like why can't why can't it be a case where the conditions for the women and the money that goes into it, can be the respect can be equal as it is on the men's side, so then that all we have to talk about is the actual football and camogie? <laughs> it, it just, it Whereas can, this seems to be a never-ending conversation of uh, before we even get to the game, let's yeah. talk about this.
2: It, uh, it's, it's a difficult one. Though. Like If you, if you read um, Eamon Sweeney's article yesterday, and we'll get to GA go. Um, like the money that is being made of amateur players on the men's side, it's it's a really interesting issue. The money that RT can make from advertising and GA Go can make, and these lads are getting nothing. Yeah, you know. So you, you can extrapolate that from that then to the women's game. How do we
1: actually fund this? Because there's a lot of money washing around. No, it is, and it's like, and also, like the problem is you're you're immediately talking gender when you talk about that because mm. it's the protest by the women. But like, mm. what you again, like to reiterate you don't want to be talking about gender you want to be talking about the game itself it doesn't matter if it's a man or woman playing the mm-hmm. game and we're we're still so far off that like we're like making inroads to an extent like you see it in the in the women's soccer team ahead of the World Cup and like increasingly we're talking about the actual game and the play and like you know critical analysis of a player who didn't play that well and like so it's, it's progress but at the same time even saying all oh, that is, there's an air of like it's a patronising tone you're taking like, mm-hmm. and but we want to we'll get so far beyond that and again it'll probably be the same next weekend like
0: yeah that's the thing but like,
1: but at the same time we can't ignore that like this is absolute shoe in for mentions because if we do ignore it it's, we're actually just replicating the treatment of those players so More we have highlights. to keep on saying that mm. and hopefully then we'll get to the point where we're just talking about what actually goes on the pitch mm. and there's none of these protests but like
0: if nothing's said the, the treatment will continue and it's right to that's do yeah Yeah, Mayo Leash even starting the you know walking back into the dressing room after mm. the national anthem for five yeah, minutes yeah, yeah. To like that, yeah and
1: I mean also like people say like <laughs> people complain about protests when they're too disruptive mm. so they complain, you probably even go further like, that's a very minor disruption five minutes yeah, but they five could, and, and, and I think they're, like, they're being incredibly respectful yeah. and it's it's a nice message and it's a progressive one and they could keep them going with the like like some people complain about this, uh, but they have to
0: because yeah. if they don't, if nothing's said, then we wouldn't even be covering this. That's the thing, and I will, admit, will mention the scorelines as well from the weekend's quarterfinals of the All Ireland Ladies uh, Senior Championship. Kerry two twenty-one, Cavan two-five, big win for Kerry over Cavan. Mayo trouncing Leash as well, two fifteen to eight points. Uh, Cork putting eight goals by February eight twelve to two three, and uh, Donegal pipping uh, Meath by one ten to twelve points. So Meath will have to travel to play Kerry in the quarterfinals. Um, that is going to be in Kerry on the weekend of July fifteenth to sixteenth, to repeat of last year's final but uh, good to mention those games as well move on to the Amber you mentioned G.A. Go how do we all feel about behind the paywall sports and G.A. action after this season I um, I always thought
1: like G.A. Go was for the diehards mm. right I thought it was someone who wanted to watch every single game possible and I thought it was a good idea I thought it was a really good idea actually for the people who are into it. I was thinking about the Tommy Rooneys of the world, or anyone, that's just one yeah. example. Then you have the the weekend of the quarterfinals, and to have half of them be on the paywall. And not just that, right? If you're going to do that, fine, that's fair enough. But we were promised uh, additional highlights by RTE this year, mm-hmm. the Saturday game because the Sunday game was just far too packed you had two hours and they were rushing through everything it was, a, it was an absolute mess of a show yeah. you come in and because they pay these analysts to come on the show they were like going to have to justify this payment and so they're going to have to talk about the show or about the match at length so you show about four and a half minutes of the match ten and a half minutes of analysis back after the break with the next match it's like oh my god this this is so tiring yeah. to watch this so you're flaking through all the games you're not analysing any of them properly so, um, what's the solution? Okay, an additional highlights programme. Brilliant. The Saturday game. Excellent. We'll watch that. Have it recorded if you're out Saturday night. Go watch it Sunday morning. They have the two quarterfinals on Saturday on GA Go, and there's no Saturday game. Yeah. So, there's a huge cohort of people in the country, huge GA fans, who probably didn't see a bit of action other than maybe the odd, like the David Clifford viral moment now with the pass. Yeah. So many people didn't see either of those games on Saturday. How do we get to this point? Like, I—it th- feels to me that they had—they're working backwards. They had to justify the introduction of GA Go and people who paid for it, so it put half of the quarterfinals behind it. Mm. And uh, that—you know—that reward those people, but you have a huge quarter of people
0: who didn't see any of it. How are they not free there? Like at, at yeah. that level, when you see a Kerry Tyrone game, I know obviously it was one-sided in the end, but that rivalry to be behind a paywall, and even it was when the Ryan O'Neill point went over in the Armagh Monaghan match, and Armagh had essentially all but won the game. And then McManus does what he does. Like, I was thinking for that little exchange, I was like, it's such a pity this is not on terrestrial television for just neutrals to see." I know a lot of neutrals would have watched it on GA. No, like,
1: Sky Sports was the alternative option last few years, and people always say, like, look, look, like all these games weren't on free to air Mm. all the time, like, but when you're getting to this stage of the championship, like, you have to show the games the majority of the country and even then if you can't show it on RT1 or RT2 use RT News now use another channel that you have available yeah. but it's crazy if you sit back and think like jeez have we planned so much here that we're actually hurting ourselves here because GA Go was a great idea at the start of the year mm. and it, I thought it was great in the very early rounds where yeah. like was it uh, Sligo New York I think was on it and I, like, I was like that's perfect for it like if you want to watch that because there's going to be a core of people who want to watch that yeah but then you get to the point where you're like, you Against. want to show the game to as many people as possible. So we're we'll also put the condensed season in amber as well. Mm. So you're flaking through the games at an unbelievable rate. Like so, we so we have this weekend we have the hurling semi-finals, then the football semi-finals, and the hurling final football final. So sure, it's all said and done. Like <laughs> so, they're hiding away the big game, the biggest part of GEA. So the first half of the year, it has any sort of publicity at all, and then you're putting some of the biggest games behind GEA go. Like they're hurting themselves. Yeah. No. My, my my sister was actually playing,
2: I think, a junior club game in Connacht, um, and I was working here on the Saturday, and I could watch that on a stream, and I think I had to pay a tenner, and I was like, this is phenomenal that I can play a tenor, pay a tenner to watch my sister play a junior club ladies game in Connacht. Um, so it's a low level, yeah. like really, albeit at Connacht. And that's one level. But to have a situation where, like, say my father now, and I, I don't mean to, like, the old people of Ireland, Flannel Rhine stuff here, but my father, our 4G... Where we live in Galway is awful, really, really bad. Right. So I paid for the Galway Derry game to watch for for him to watch in the laptop at home. Um, Galway to mother sorry, yeah, in in the in the in the group stages, and it was really, really poor quality. But then to go to a situation where, and I'm what you call him, like earlier on in the season, to be to be shown games like like, kind of peripheral games that you wouldn't want to see is a good thing, and not every game should be live, but when you have a situation where the likes of TG Carr is shown literally every club game under the sun, and every league game under the sun, and it's blanket, blanket free to air GA all year, and you don't have the two quarter-finals on the Saturday shown, I thought that was absolutely bizarre. It was like, both games not, both games behind a paywall in the All-Ireland quarter-finals, and like, this is a sport that we're, that, let's be honest, I think Gaelic football can't take its um, it's it's kind of positioning Irish in the Irish narrative for granted because there's a lot of negativity around Gaelic football from diehard people that I talk to, mm. and then putting games like so the Clifford piece of skill was behind a paywall. I I
0: real misgivings about that. I have to say, yeah, it, it, it leaves a, a strange taste in the mouth. And look, from a commercial business perspective, I know it's it's profit making as well. So I understand that you know putting Kerry, Tyrone, or Armagh, Monaghan behind a paywall versus Sligo New York or whatever White is going to make more money 12-year-old pop I get that but it's just such a shame and, and look this is I, I'll reiterate I said it on Friday as well the actual coverage on GA Go is, is amazing that, It's got like, to do with Diego? Exactly and I, I was watching Armand Monning on, on GA Go and like there was analysis they were doing of Sean Jones's black card and it was brilliant like Aaron Kernan and Paddy Andrews were having a back and forth they were agreeing with each other but it was just the analysis is class uh, and the coverage is class Johnny that's a, a very good point as well the broadband issue leads to a lot of people would not It would be, be impossible for it? my
2: father to watch that game
0: in our yeah. house basically yeah. It's not possible That's the thing So yeah Look I, I think it deservedly is in the amber like, but How
1: how was how there not Saturday game highlights That as well like, like, Yeah that, Like if that happens fine
0: Yeah at least, at least see the highlights And look I get on this weekend there was only four games so I guess on, a, on, a, on, a, on the Sunday game they had but yeah, but, it's a bit but, of time to get it but on okay, Saturday but, that, then the,
1: but then in the Sunday game so it's still two hours you yeah. are still
0: trying to get through everything yeah, so just true. split it up yeah there's such a gap um. in fact it would be
1: better like because you could you could actually then take your time analysing the game properly mm. so then you show enough because there's only two games so you show enough of the game yeah. and then you can analyse it properly with people invested in it and then do the same on Sunday night and I'm it's a, a shorter show it's more palatable for people
0: mm uh, it was a no brainer, like yeah. No, I agree. So, I think uh, let us know in your comments what you what you make of the whole GA go the, uh, the two games on Saturday being behind the paywall. We'll get into the green lads, and I think deservedly. This is uh, this is a random one. I was tweeting this yesterday. It just struck me when I was watching the end of the Dublin Mayo game. So, the four All Ireland minor semi finalists this season were Kerry, Monaghan, Derry, and Dublin, and it's going to be Monaghan Derry final next weekend and then the senior semi-finalists are Kerry, Monaghan, Derry, Dublin I think that 2014 was the last time that happened That's a billion to one really So it's mad isn't it yeah. to have the same four semi-finalists in minor and senior the, the group were are just pulling away from the rest Johnny I think that's what we're Monaghan are lumping themselves into that little group um, but all four we've, we've touched on Kerry and, and um, uh, Dublin as well of course but um, Monaghan and Derry will of course go into their semi-finals as, as underdogs big underdogs for some people but that's just the way they like it Derry were so poor in their semi-final against Galway last season that they will feel like they need a statement. And I think Kieran Mina was asked about it yesterday and I think he felt there was a little bit of disrespect. You know, Derry maybe not getting some big wins in Croke Park. They did beat Clare in the quarterfinals of Croke Park last year. They got the win against Cork the weekend. But they'll want a statement, a semi-final win.
2: I I thought it was a really polished performance. Like I was at the, I was at the semi-final last year and... Um I mean, as uh, Derry were so negative, this uh, I think they had to come back and recoil and say, like, we have to learn how to play a bit better than this. Mm. I thought their point taken was really, really polished. Like, they the first half as much as they couldn't put Cork away, they were hitting lovely, lovely scores. They're very um, clinical. Like they seem to just know they never panicked They never they didn't panic. panic. And I, I was an absolute killer. Like the, the Cork full back with that goal, that was a beautiful goal. I thought because Rory, Rory McGuire, like, McGuire, yeah, to, to make that run from the ball. position he was in and and the the, the way to the everything about that but the killer of conceding a goal straight away and when you concede a goal now in Gaelic football it really can
0: take the gut out of you the um, marking was I, lax from Cork I think the, the goal they'd obviously still been it was, like, I, think,
1: I think the goal they realised geez, this late into the game but we have a chance here. Yeah. half time there's only a point in it it's Cork, mm. Cork scored three unanswered points right at the stroke of half time mm. so you're very positive at the break Um I even texted Lee Keegan, who was on air, and RT was like, Be nice to Cork now—they're doing well." And he was <laughs> like, "Yeah, well, yeah, but if they keep it up, like." And then I, that was the worry in the second half. But like, uh, yeah, know you're right. Like Maguire took the goal brilliantly, but then Conor Doherty within sixty seconds is. Scoring for Derry, and that's summed it up, and also the ease at which he scored. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, it was like the last was five actually, minutes of, was of, of Unbelievable, a game
2: of unbelievable hop, though, as well, for skill. Like, I know what's this the, is this the thing not that came Football, Doherty, but was yeah, but gaily football doesn't advertise the skill level. Like, there's so much negativity around, like, you know, defensive structures. Some of the skill levels in all four games were phenomenal this yeah. weekend. That goal was among them. Yeah. And to be fair to Cork, Cork were the one team who will come home happy from the weekend because they know they've overachieved really this season compared to the narrative. They kept. In that game for right until the end, pretty much, and they'll they went back with their heads in their chests They were like, We, we, we gave it a goal, like, we,
1: we um, they actually had a chance to score again at, yeah, it was eight points to five to level it. That was yeah. just before yeah. their goal. As so what Driscoll um pulled it wide when it wasn't a great as good chance though, but looked a free wide. at the time, it looked a free actually. Yeah. Looked free, so they did all right for a while, but like, they it's had it's some been big like, scallops this year, like, it's been like, yeah, is it like like John Cleary said the same as Kevin McStay, like, it's been a decent year, yeah, Do you know, the Ross Common win was fantastic, like, beating Mayo as well, but. For about three quarters of the game, they were very good, but at the end, they're sure, like, they, like, they really never got out of second gear, let's be honest. Mm. Yeah, and also, their composure was just so much superior to Cork because um, they knew themselves like, that whenever they wanted, they could set up, which you saw in their the reaction to Cork's goal. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, straight away, like, and the two teams have similar enough styles to watch. Derry and Cork, like, uh, and I the think blanket like, defence was poor. Yeah. If you're neutral, like that game was dire. From Cork's, I wouldn't say it was dire. Now, I, I, do you think so? No, I didn't she, find it dire. I, I was, I felt sorry watching it for people who were watching this. Time. I was mm-hmm. neutral. And I still, I got a strange. I thought it was only. I think the only, the only reason you found it interesting because it was relatively close for a while. Possibly, maybe it got back to a point or two. I thought Jerry's fine taking was very good, and they were very measured. It was, it was interesting to watch the Walt way they Cassidy did. a couple of
0: lovely. I well, did yeah.
1: said afterwards if, if Carr could actually finish some of their chances, that it hmm. would have been better again. And by the way, Brian
0: Hurley obviously was kind yeah, like, of like. But yeah. if, if, Hurley, if you Hurley if can get Hurley and Sherlock on the pitch together, yeah, for, for the whole game, that that's an issue. And like John Cleary mentioned it after the game as well. Cork's middle eight is a little bit older, yep. in in age. So that's probably a reason why they were maybe a bit flatter towards latter a- stages for Derry. But I still still think it's a great stepping stone for the, this Cork team. Yep. James O'Donohue yep. was full of praise for them at the start of the year, and they've kind of achieved that. Next year they have to push on and get promotion to Division One. I can't believe Cork are having their heads patted by the country. Uh, well, deservedly so. I know nobody nobody likes patting Cork on the heads, but they yep. deserve it. What about Monaghan though? Ah, uh, we've been waiting for this, can I, Actually, can I ask you one big one now for you? All right, what do Monaghan need to do to be Dublin? it's a big question Yeah, six point underdogs according to the bookies um, they need to keep it t- it needs to be a point or two in it with 60 minutes gone and at that stage Monaghan just click into gear um, the kickouts obviously Dublin pushed massively on the Mayo kickout Monaghan will be aware of that. The begging kickouts are going to be absolutely crucial against against Dublin. And they're going to need their, fo- their forward line. Like The four M's are not even the forward line. McCarthy's a wing back, but he was unbelievable again at the weekend. McCarthy, Mohan, uh, McManus and McCarron. I know McManus came off the bench. Um, but the thing I'll say about Monaghan, uh, they gave us so many days out. And I was talking the weekend. There's a sign outside Castlevania at the minute. The big Monaghan Crest that just says, make it happen. And this Monaghan team have made it happen so often at the, at the clutch moments. McManus getting a lot of the credit, rightly so, for those clutch moments of the weekend. But there was a couple of things that I noticed that, that represent how cool Monaghan can be in the latter stages of a game that is so perilously poised. There was the, the, um, the matter of celebration So at the end of full time Maghini comes on the pitch Remonstrates with the referee Loses the head I would say a little bit mm. Shoulders into Stevie O'Hanlon Has a few words with Michal Banigan Is just getting involved And at the same point Vinnie Corey is composed Walking off the pitch Might have his own issues With the Sean Jones black card I have to say Because after the game Maghini starts saying Oh we had a load of yellow cards Giving out, giving out of the yellow cards Arma had four yellow cards Monan had two yellow cards and a black card that was absolutely never a black card. So I don't think he can have many complaints about the, the card dishing out by Conor Lane. Um, so there was the composure level, uh, uh, reference even when Monin won the penalty shootout, Vinnie Corey just little fist walks off. Even um, during the during the, the penalty shootout, I noticed as well. Ethan Rafferty makes a save from Gary Moen and celebrates like the game is like the shootout is over. And even after Begin saves the, the winning kick it's a it's a much more muted celebration and I'd say the same for the Ray and O'Neill and Conor McManus points like Armagh were essentially in their heads into the semi-finals and, and McManus literally as soon as he puts it over the bar quick fist pump runs over grabs his water gets ready for the shootout so Monaghan have an iciness around the latter stages of a game so I think if it, if they can get to within 60-65 even within a couple of points of Dublin Monaghan will will stay cool And very quickly would just start Conor McManus? It's worked this year like the, the, the week Saturday was probably the long or the most time he's had off the bench in in any single game. Like, why why break a winning formula if it works? It works, and maybe he's better off coming off the bench. He's thirty six. You know, if the Dublin defenders are maybe a little bit tiring towards the end of the semi final, maybe McManus coming off the bench is exactly what's needed. So, um, I would say possibly don't change it. Like, there's a couple, of, even the, sorry, the Hawkeye breaking as well. I don't know what happened there for that, for that incident. Yeah, they and didn't all, use it yesterday. But it was just, it was a bit. It wasn't a new thing. That's, yeah. that's a farce, but like, it could have been a much bigger talking point, say if Monen had lost the game or.
2: You'd, you'd have to say Manon are one of the most phenomenal teams in Irish sport in recent years for consistently just almost like always there, like the ability to provide Division 1 football to their oh, fans at home for year, years after, year, year after year after year after um, year. And that, you almost felt. You're looking at Kieran McGeaney's win records in general as a coach against this Monaghan team you did feel that and I mean it was easy to say it after the event but mm. it, it's phenomenal now I, I, can't, I, I can't see any feasible way how you can live with Dublin on the basis of that
0: performance mm. Everyone needs to be perfect from a modern perspective. I'll, I'll but
2: they should be everyone's second favorite team, almost at this stage, for just their defiance. Like, and living in a county that like is on the border wouldn't necessarily, um, you know, a lot of players. I think playing and living in Dublin as well have to commute. Yep. And I don't know. It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. and, and love. They, they have a ticket allocation, probably
0: of about thirty thousand man to the semi-final, which is half, which which is half the in the, the county, county, like which but believe me, they will use that that ticket allocation. What uh, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, looking forward. Like I mean, Eden Fergus should get a mention as well for Armagh Ma Yeah, I don't know what McGinni does from here. Does he? Is that the last we've seen of Eden McGee Maghi- as the Armagh manager? Possibly. Uh, no Ulster titles to to his name as Armagh manager, and again a quarter final legs and penalties. Three penalty shoot out legs. in twelve months. Is oh Anthony Miles has plenty to say in it on the penalties. We will get to we we'll get to Anthony Miles shortly. The, uh, the final green we'll just mention before we finish up, lads. Very briefly, is the boxing, uh, the European games. Uh, some really, really excellent results from an Irish perspective, Johnny, at the weekend.
2: Yeah, Aoife O'Rourke, who's uh, she'd be from Castlereagh, um, down the road actually from where I'm from, and uh, for her birthday as well, she uh, took on um, Michelle from France, and she spoke afterwards of the. Um, just the style of the game and the way that her coaches coached her through it. But um Kelly Harrington as well. It was a phenomenal weekend for Irish boxing. I think five medals Amy in all. all. As well, yeah, Amy all. Wall, first yeah. Irish kickboxer twin of gold Um and yeah, talk about punching above their weight in terms of boxing, um, particularly the, the women boxers. And um yeah, she's uh, what a birthday present and I think her, her smile afterwards, um you know, I, I'm not much into boxing but it was, it was interesting reading about for her smile afterwards is worth a million dollars. Yeah it was class well, Only France won more medals than Ireland mm. weekend. Oh really, Did
1: five medals in total, one bronze, one silver two to go with those three goals. So look I like Irish boxing and combat sport has never been in doubt in terms of the quality, but like great to see it. yeah um, Rejuvenated again, and also everyone reminded over the weekend, and then a year out from the Olympics. Not bad. Yeah. Michaela
2: Walsh with the bronze. And I, I'd say, I'm speculating here, but I think the coaching levels at Irish boxing at the moment must be very,
1: very good because yeah. um, Zoranti yeah. is legend like. Yeah. yeah. Arrived in Ireland 20 years ago. Look what he's done. Like What a story. Wonder and they all, they all speak so incredibly highly of him yeah. and he's
0: so publicity shy that you're never going to hear from him, which adds to the mystique. Yeah, yeah, of yeah. Life. Exactly. So 13 days of competition in Poland, 121 Irish athletes competing across 17 sports uh, and the Team Ireland medal, that as we're saying there, is 13, five in boxing, five in kickboxing and one each in athletics, rugby and taekwondo. So, Huge. From an Irish perspective, that's, that's, that's brilliant. OTB AM. The Sports Breakfast Show from off the ball.